Well, hello, friends. I hope you're doing well today. And I am just taking it all in because, man, let me tell you, I had quite the week. Do you ever, ever have those moments where it just feels like nothing is going right and there's so much to do and you don't know where to start and you're irritated and you want whatever the big situation of the day to kind of go away? And that's the theme of my past week. I have to be so transparent that it has taken so much of me to get centered and refocus, and I'm still not 100% there. And I think that's what I really want to convey in this uh, podcast, that there are going to be times, even in the best laid plans, that we are going to get shaken a bit, but we still have to get on the horse and keep moving forward. And sometimes shakeups are good. It doesn't always feel that way, I know. But shakeups give us the opportunity to revisit, revise, and make a new strategy. I have a funny story to tell you, which it didn't seem funny when I'm going through it, but I'll share. When I was a kid growing up, we had a house that occasionally would get mice. And I remember I would be terrified and I remember when I was a little kid, it was our first night, I believe, that we were at the house. And I don't remember how old I was, but I remember I saw something uh, crawl up the side of the refrigerator. And even as I'm recounting this in my mind, it's kind of making my skin crawl a little bit. And I remember running and telling my mom, and it's funny now because as you get older, your perception of how things are in close and proximity and size and distance all change. And it seemed like my mom's room was so far off when I was a little girl. So I remember going to her room and alerting her that I saw something. And I don't know if I knew distinctly what it was I saw, but I know it scared the shit out of me. And I knew I didn't like that feeling. So oftentimes I would lay looking at the kitchen because I was the way my bed was, I was able to see the kitchen straight away. And um, it's funny now that I kind of even revisit our home because there's aspects of it that um, I feel like as I get older, I forget some aspects and I remember some and it kind of bothers me a bit because that house meant so much to us. Long and story short, my mom went through the house with a fine-tuned comb, and she also did that before we actually moved in. Her and my stepdad did all this preparing, had people come in and do work before we even took uh, possession of the house to rent it out. And the landlords that we had at the time were not the best, but my mom was determined to make it work. It was within her budget, and the street we lived on was relatively nice. So my mom did all this work to make us comfortable. And I just never got over the whole little bin thing. So wouldn't you know it, Sunday night, I decided I wanted to clean out my car and I happened to see something, but I wasn't sure what it was. It was like, you know how you have a glance of something out of your corner of your eye and you're like, no, that's not what it is. Cause it was relatively small. And then I almost jumped up 50 feet high and I'm small and my ceilings in my basement are not high whatsoever. It's a small basement for crying out loud. And I scared the bejesus out of myself. The mouse was dead. Thankfully my cat 
has been on duty. And ironically enough, my cat is attached to me at the hip at night. And for a while, she hadn't been coming upstairs. And I thought, this is a wonderful thing. My cat, Luna, has found another mechanism to soothe herself to sleep, and she no longer is going to be waking me up in the middle of the night. Watch in the basement of this house. I have not had any encounters with any rodents. And the ones that we've seen are been far and few, and I mean maybe two I can recall, and they were outside, not inside. And I know people will say, well, there's just a small mouse. Why are you freaking out? It's not a big thing. But let me tell you this. I saw the little bin on Monday, and then I saw a little bin on Tuesday, and then I said, oh dear, we need to call Orkin. So we did, and the Orkin folks came out on Wednesday and uh, went outside the perimeter, did some things inside, set traps and all that fun stuff. And um, I, it took me back to feeling like I don't have this house to myself in the way that I thought. But it also spurred in me that there's a lot of things that I've been meaning to do. And that's what I want to talk about. Not so much the little creatures that I am not too fond of, but oftentimes it's in a sign of crises or something that we needed to work on that another situation will rear its ugly head and we have to move forward with it. And we have to make some quick decisions very swiftly. We don't have a lot of time. And it kind of reminded me of that like last week. I remember saying, I really need to take my car and I really need to do it. I pressed it, I pressed it. And then I made all kinds of excuses. Well, I don't want to kind of spend that kind of money. I don't know if it's going to be that much. Well, I'll wait. And then something told me, go for it. Just pull the trigger. And I'm so glad I did because the work was very well much needed and it could have been a safety issue. And I carry my family in my car and it's me and my 17 year old. And um, I'm glad I pulled the trigger and made the time to do that. And that's what we have to do a lot in our lives, pull the trigger and make the time to do something. The other thing I had to revisit during this time is that I bought myself and my sister a monthly planner. And this monthly budget planner is something for myself to chart what I'm doing financially. And I use my smartphone just like everyone else. And a lot of times I will notate the different days in which I'm going to have bills paid and things come out. I don't like to do it in spreadsheets anymore because I spend so much time on my home computer. Um, I'm sorry, my work computer. I don't want to be relegated to pulling up a computer and a spreadsheet at home unless I really have to. And I know that sounds horrible, but I don't want to look at another spreadsheet after I get off work. So I kind of need to have things in my face. And this brings me to another avenue that we have to really do what we know works and gets our attention. And just how those little bin things got my attention, when I have things written down and written out, it gets my attention and it stays in my brain better. And I'm glad that I have been really mindful of checking my schedule payments and things of that nature. I had a snafu at the bank and it was a painful one. So I had to hurry and try to get everything together. But it was just another reminder that here it is, you know that you have to 
use this mechanism to track your spending and what you're doing. And you're still trying to do all this in your head and it's not been successful all the time. And that's why we have those other backup things. So you won't get into this type of jeopardy where you're running around like a chicken. So I've had like the week of me running around like a chicken. And in fact, if I would have just done some things differently early on, I probably would have made some better decisions. And I have a couple of cars in my yard that ironically enough, in the summertime, when I had begun dating this gentleman, he thought it was so weird that I had two cars that weren't working. And one of the cars, the engine is completely gone. The other car, it needs some body work under the undercarriage, and we don't know the extent of it. So I've been pondering, you know, how much, if anything, am I going to throw at these two particular cars? And I remember him saying that, you know, when he was dating this woman, and I may have recorded this previously, that this lady didn't get her ice machine fixed and he ended up breaking up with her. And he said, you know, she just didn't seem like she had a call to action. And, and this is kind of what I'm saying, that we have to have a call to action to move things forward in our life. And sometimes we're forced to the call of action and sometimes we're planning the call of action. And oftentimes we have to be pushed just a hair of a bit because if we're not pushed, we continuously act in the same manner as we already have. And that's counterintuitive to our best. We do better when we are in control and we're not rushing around trying to make something happen. And I remember years ago, I was dating this gentleman and he would come to my house um, quite a bit. And in the different times of the season change, he would put rat bait outside and inside. He would walk around the perimeter of the house. This guy was not the best boyfriend. But what I can tell you is that his parents own multiple properties and he was the maintenance person and he knew what to do to get rid of the little bins and how to be proactive and how to put seed out because he had to do it all the time. And again, I had gotten laxed that I did not continuously do those things at this particular home. I had gotten to a point where those things just fell off my radar. And this isn't a beat up about me or you session, but it's to a gentle reminder of what happens when we allow things to get us off of our course. And then when we have to do this call to action, it brings it all to the forefront yet again of why we need to do said things. The other thing that happened interesting to me this week is that I've actually partaked in carbs. I think I mentioned on my previous podcast that I had been changing my diet for a little bit and that I had temporarily removed some of the refined carbs and mama got hungry and mama was angry this week and mama had Popeye's. I sure did. <laughs> and, and one thing I, I did was not beat up on myself because life is short. And if me going through a drive through for one time in my life is the thing that's going to put me over the edge, well, so be it. And, and what I'm not saying is that when we have different goals for ourselves, that we hazardlessly break them and, and do things that will undo all of our good. But what I am saying is that we have to allow ourselves a little bit of flexibility. 
that we have to understand that there will be times when as much as we want to be in our box, it just doesn't make sense. And what I had realized is that for myself, what, what I was doing, as much as I was trying to get in more food, I still was below the calorie threshold that I needed. I still wasn't eating enough food to feel the way I needed to. And what I will say is that since I've added a tiny bit of carbs back to my diet this week, I feel amazing. And I don't mean like the Krispy Kreme, the refine, that type of thing, or just going hog wild. I mean, just some small little incremental things. And I think that's another lesson for the week I learned too, that it's okay to revise and keep tweaking because there's going to come a point in time where what I'm doing right now may not fit in six months. So I think that we just have to really take the time and be in tune. And as much as things may look to me as they're not going well, they are in a matter of fact, because I'm catching them now. Whereas the old me wouldn't have caught those things because I would have been so distracted. And I think, again, this is the testament to the lifestyle that I've consciously chosen to be very mindful of the people that I have within my life, to be very mindful of how I spend my downtime and to be restorative when I'm away from my nine to five, eight to five, whatever you call it. Because I think enough of us don't have enough restorative time when we're away from our place of work. We're always on that perpetual treadmill and we're going, going, going. And the before we know it, it's Sunday night and it's time to do it all over again. And it doesn't give us joy and it doesn't give us the sense of accomplishment when we can't really truly enjoy our time with our family because we're worried about what we didn't do or what we should do. And I think what I've learned, especially as a woman, and I can only speak from this vein for myself, is that it does you no good to be a martyr. No one is going to congratulate you for giving up your weekends, your evenings, for your children or family. There's no badge coming. But what you can do is make sure you take care of yourself. And if nothing else, 2020 has shown me be your own caregiver first. If you don't put the mask on yourself first, you can't be any good to anyone else. And that's just the reality of the state of affairs that we're in. We have to be mindful that it's so paramount that we take care of us because we come from a place of fullness when we do that. The other uh, thing that happened to me this week is that I, as much as I tout myself to be self-care, I apparently seem to have gotten bit by a spider. And it was only at a whimper of a of a thought to show it to my mom, who's a nurse, that you know I had to spring into action and really take care of it. And that's something I think I want everyone to really understand. You know, it was not a favorable time for many of us in the past year to go back to the doctor and make our appointments. But I think now is the time more than ever to get our baseline preventative services done so we can know where we sit. And I think it's important because we have gotten to a place where we need to be more engaged with our health. If this pandemic hasn't shown you anything else, is that it's so critical to know your baseline of health. And so much has happened in a year 
you can't assume that was true for 2019 is going to be your true for 2020. We can only uh, hope that, you know, if things were favorable, that they continued. But even for myself, I realized I have picked up a little extra weight. I probably need to revamp uh, some other items that I need to incorporate a lot more. And I've slowly started doing that. Um, in my change of eating habits, I had started incorporating a very um, intensive supplemental uh, system that I've been doing. It's not a particular program. I can't list out you know, what exactly I'm taking, but I, I take a lot of different supplements and herbs. And what I can say is that I've been very fortunate to be relatively healthy as far as I know. Uh, what I can say is that I don't have my three or four o'clock. Uh, I need to fall over because I'm tired. I think when I'm not resting well, it's just been due to the cat. But outside of that, I feel really good. I've also engaged in a new skin regimen that's been wonderful. Um, so I've seen a lot of good effects with that. So I have had the opportunity at least to dial into some things that are centered around getting myself to the next optimal space. And I think that's been my really uh, big focus overall. How do I level up um, to get where I want to go? And I think it's important that you weekly look at your goals. You know, there was a time I would say do it on a monthly basis, but I think we need to have things in our face a little bit more often because it makes you make the decision if you're going to modify some of your routines and things that you're doing to get closer to your goals. And I've had to do that in the financial aspect that I have to understand in order for me to make some changes for myself that I have to really look at financially, what areas can I improve to get to the next level? So it's been a wondrous week of, wow, I can't believe this is happening to, okay, this is happening. And okay, how are we going to deal with it? But the beauty of life, and most of us get it, is that we get to begin again. And I think I'm so grateful for the space to be in at this point in my life that I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. A lot of these big things that seem big in my mind, I know I'm going to shake these things off. And I want to kind of lead you with this next segment, if I could. You know, I was listening to a YouTube uh, this week. And I've been having some bouts of insomnia with everything going on. I just haven't slept my best. And what I noticed in one of these uh, YouTube uh, videos I was listening to one night, the gentleman went on about, you have to be intentional. And I know that's like such a buzzword now, be intentional, be intentional. And there's so much on our to-do list, if I can do an air quote, but how do you be intentional? Like, are you intentional about washing the dishes? Are you intentional about how you use your cell phone? Are you intentional about connecting with family and friends? I mean, the list can goes on and on. You can insert so many things here. But what I thought about, and I want you guys to think about, what's something in your life that's so important to you that before your time is up. 
that you feel like you want to do. And I know I have a couple of things and I'll share one of those. Maybe I'll share two. The first is being in a committed relationship. And committed relationship means something a lot differently for me. It doesn't necessarily have to be marriage, but it has to be the commitment. And if I wanted to get married, I could. It wouldn't be a barrier if I wanted to do so. And that the person that I am committed with, we have the same ideology about partnership. We're not the same people, but we have the same ideology about partnership. Whether that's our communication, how we show love and affection, how we decide to spend time, what we consider to be our deal breakers, and what we focus on as a couple to grow. Because I'm at a point where I realize that I half of my life is over. I would love to say maybe I'm here another 100 years. But I want to live this better chapter with someone who makes me a little bit happier because I am already happy. And I'm channeling the energy of that person who knows where they want to be. And they're not having a barrage of different women of the week to figure that out. They are laser focused that I am their partner and they want to pursue and be a healthy partner for me and me for them. That's one of the big things. And the other is to do income for myself. And the fact that if I decide to continue to work, beautiful thing, but I also desire to have my own income stream and that income stream be my primary source of income that I derive that for myself. And what I get from working for someone else, I do as I please, but I'm able to work when I want to work and be okay. So those are the two big things that I have to become more intentional about that each opportunity, I am making mindful decisions of how to get there. And I had to examine what my views were on what partnership looked like and how I plan to show up and what's, and what does that look like for me? And what are my requirements? And what am I looking to uh, expand as I'm in this process of, you know, you know, energetically um, inviting that energy for that relationship to take place. And then also conversely, how do I do that for being my own business owner? You know, how do I put things in place that it makes it easy for me to collect and track my revenue? It makes it flexible for me to work when I feel like I need to work. And what kind of inner, inner, I'm sorry, income and revenue streams that I want to have to be able to do it. So I can't just put it on a board and hope next year that it happens. I have to be intentional. And just how I believe that, you know, when you are a certain energy, 
you are going to attract only certain things. And I had to really understand, like, so if I'm a girlfriend or a life partner, how does that look for me? How do I dress? Would I would I be conscientious of what I wear or wouldn't I? Would I put a little bit more effort in my look? And, and there's no right or wrong answers. But I think it gets the wheels turning for you to understand what your intentions are and if you are being intentional. So I had quite a week and I'm thanking you in advance for letting me unpack. And as I unpack, as I always say, you know, we're all trying to figure this thing out. There is no perfection in anything. I hope you got some nuggets of wisdom. And I always appreciate your time and listenership. Namaste, my friends. Namaste. Thank you.